Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. And tonight we have Austin of High Caliber Craftsman Builds. That's so, a mouthful. That's right. <laughs> Heard that before. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh we're starting already. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Let's start off first before we get too dangerous. Oh, oh we're, we're <laughs> already there. <laughs> In thanking our... our our sponsors. I'd like to I'd like to thank Sabretooth. If you go to sabretooth.com, you can save 10% with using code WH on, on your whole order of power carving burrs, discs, whatever you need, you can get it there. Uh, and if you are coming to Maker Camp, they have a booth there. They're going to be teaching you how to carve. So uh, if you've never tried it before and you want to learn there, when you get home, use code WH. Help support us. And I'll take a moment to thank our other sponsor, Maritime Knife Supply, uh, your one-stop shop for makers, your home for abrasives, steel, tools, and more. Save on shipping by getting everything in one supplier. Uh, you can find him at maritimeknifesupply.com and .ca. And Lawrence, I believe, will be appearing at uh, camp as well this year. <laughs> he will. So go say hi. What is going on, Austin? What's up, man? Uh, you know. Normal stuff, influencing, influencing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing normal about you. You got that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last time we had you on was like over a year ago. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, you've seen major growth since then. Yeah, not just around the belt, you know, on <laughs> Instagram also. <laughs> yeah, that happens with age. Yeah, I'm actually. So going we got down, you on so. to talk about your dad. Oh, good. <laughs> Can't oh, wait. Oh, is that what we did? <laughs> Let me lay yeah, down on this couch. We reached out to him, and he said, talk to my agent, and that was you. So we have to talk to you first. Oh, oh, did he really? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I've heard of Pawpaw Ridge, but I've never watched any of his stuff. So oh, not it's, really. It's, it's, not it's very interesting. Is it? Way more interesting than what Austin posts. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's true. Camera <laughs> angles are better. Content's better. It's just better all around. Hat's better. Yep. His t-shirt yeah, no, he's, is better. Yeah, that's true. He's got better <laughs> advice. He said, go tickle your tomatoes. That's right. Don't make it weird. Yeah, he's he's getting ready. He, actually, probably while we're on this podcast, he's going to cross 200,000 followers on Facebook. It's wild. That's oh, wow. amazing. What's he at on Instagram? Um, Probably 115-ish, something like that. You know. I don't, I try not to look cause it, uh, depresses me now. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause like he started real, like seriously posting in, I don't know, March or April of this year. So he went from like 1000 or 900 Instagram followers to 115,000 <laughs> since March. That's it's wild. Man. Yeah. But, but you had a similar climb too. Yeah. Yeah. Months back. Unfortunately, mine died off cause I started slacking and not doing one a day for a little while and you think uh, that's the key to success is one a day on instagram just repetitive yeah staying consistent for sure um and trying to do you know good videos but the problem with like saying like just oh just make good content you never know what's gonna pop off i mean you guys know that i'm like oh this video is gonna go and then it just flops like it happens all the time so yeah it's it's hard to pick what I mean, you just do, that's why you just play the game of put out as much as you can and hope one of them, you know, it's like playing the lottery, like just put out as much as you can and hopefully one hits. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't think there is a recipe to it. I think the most important thing is just consistency. You know, it's going to give you the most chances. It's going to give you the most interaction because eventually you will get your fans, you know, like, like Tony's my super fan. He comments on all my stuff. He sends me weird <laughs> pictures. It's, it gets mm. a little weird, but you have those super fans that'll drive it's, you up. It's more like weird pictures, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just, I've never been that person for like, I, I like using social media, but I can't, I, I can't bring myself to try and do it every day. I did the May for makers and that was kind of fun, but it was, I don't know. It was a little too much for me. Yeah. It turns into work real quick. Yeah, well, we talked about that the other day. Like, just about everything turns into a job at some point. So, sure, and that's really not what I'm out to do. So, what were we talking about when you when you said everything turned into work? Uh, yeah, yeah. We won't, that's an after <laughs> show. That's after show. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about until you just said that. I was like, oh, damn! <laughs> I can't wait for the after show because I have no idea what that's about. Uh, oh, you know, you were on you were there. You were there. Well, I forget. <laughs> oh, you won't once we talk about it. Oh, write that down for the after show. <laughs> I don't want to write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. So for those of you who don't know who Austin is, who listen to us, he's a machinist on uh, Instagram. He also has a pen page called High Caliber Craftsman, but his maker account is High Caliber Craftsman Builds. That's right. Then calling me a machinist is a little bit of a stretch, like hobbyist, <laughs> hobbyist machinist. Yeah. But yeah. as far as your maker. Realm, yeah, sure. Metal stuff. Mostly. Yeah, it's metal stuff. Welding, machining. I did a woodworking project the other day, so I'm pretty much professional at that too. Yeah. You always like to take shots at the woodworkers. <laughs> <laughs> but it, if I remember, I think every step of the way was a question. Hey, Keith, how do I do this? Well, you know, I just want to make sure I didn't screw it up because it's my maker swap. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's, um, what'd you make? Yeah. So I made, um, I make a, a exacto blade holder out of hex bar. It's called the hexacto and it's like my own design. Um, and, uh, so I made one of those and then I make brass, uh, hex carbide scribes for doing metalwork and stuff. Made one of those. And then I did a brass knurled ink pen um as a so like it's like a full set like almost like a maker set and then um i cnc'd a walnut box with like a lid that it so it closes it or you can flip it over and then set the bottom of the box in the lid so it like sets on your desk almost like a holder for all three of the uh utensils so are those are those kits available on your website no, not yet. <laughs> Working on it. I, I just—I told you last night. I ordered the wood, so it's Come headed on, this man. way. You can still have it up for pre-sale on your website. Yeah, I'm weird about doing too much pre-sale because then I'm held to—I don't like doing that, you know. So there's a company that I bought a knife from. Uh, it's like a—it's it's like a razor blade knife. Uh, Oceanus Brass is is the company, and uh, every yes. pro. What's that? No, I was just remembering when you got that knife. Yeah. And I've bought a lot from them after that. I bought a compass I use at work. Um, I bought a magnifying glass from them with a brass ring. But everything that they market, they market on Kickstarter and they do a Kickstarter for it. And oh, yeah. it really has nothing like the Kickstarter thing is like uh, 
like their goal is like five grand every time. And every time they launch something, they sell like two, three hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff. Wow. But then they know how much is being bought, right? Right. And um it's it, it's basically all pre sale, like, hey, this is what we're gonna make next. And out it goes. And the cool thing that they do is in order to redeem your, your Kickstarter thing, at the end of their campaign, they send you a link. That link is uh, to their website where you have to put in like a promo code. So they get your email address when they do it, right? It's nice. kind of like, but whatever. I mean, you're, you already paid for it, so whatever. Right. And before they launch a new campaign, if you have already bought from them, they will send you an email saying, hey, we have the next thing out, and then you can get the super early bird thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've bought, like I bought a razor from them. Um, like a shaving razor? Yeah, what do you call that? Uh, a safety razor? A safety razor. And I got the super early bird special or whatever, and it was like 20 bucks. And when they were selling them, they were like 150 or 130 or something after right. that. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, that brings me back to my point. The pre-sale thing, it works for many companies. Yeah. I just don't like the pressure of like, you know, outstanding orders. Because I know what I would do is I'd be like, okay, working 18-hour days until I get all these done so I can get them done in a week, you know. Like that's just how I am. So it's uh, it removes pressure. Like that's what I used to do with surfboards, you know, like right. I would take all these custom orders, get paid up front. And then it was like, oh my God, I have all this stuff to do. And it was just so stressful. And then when I started doing pens, I was like, ah, I'm just going to make whatever and then sell it when I'm done. Yeah. I mean, both, probably... both have their benefits. Like having people's money up front is great. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's a really nice thing to do, but um, I don't know, I guess teach their own yeah yeah i'm I'm with you on that i i am much better just give me the project i'll build it and then you'll pay me when when i'm done because i've had a few things come through over the years like that actually the one thing the beer caramelizer that i was doing the out of the stainless come to realize it was just too big a project for me like it's the moving stainless steel without mechanical advantage of any kind is not not cool (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'd need need the up tool and and uh that's just not in the cards that reminds me i i should pack that and bring it to maker camp this year <laughs> yeah we can caramelize some beer while we're there do you know what that is Austin? i have no clue what like you guys are talking about <laughs> so I, what was like a year ago tony oh, had to make like, these beer caramelizes but it's like two years now it yeah, was like, like a, the start it's like a bar of stainless with a ball in the end. And you throw it in the fire, and then you pull it out and you put it in a beer. And I guess it caramelizes all the sugars in the beer, and it changes the flavor of the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but, supposed to. From what the the beer guys that wanted me to make them, um, it was used for heavier beers, and it would turn. Yeah, like it would just give you a, a sweeter taste to what would most likely be a bitter, like a bitter beer. The old beer quench. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely th- a machining project. Like, just get yeah. a stainless ball and a yeah. stainless shaft and thread and tap. Done. Well, when I... They wanted something that was forged. And you could do it, but it's just... I can't do it in my shop. Like, it's... Sure. Like, if you had... If you had even just, a like, a 25-pound little giant, 
like something along those lines, like if a smaller uh, hammer, you could, you could do that work. You start out with like a, a three quarter piece of stock and you would get exactly what you want at the end and do finish it with a little hand hammer to give some texture in that. And away you go. How big was the ball supposed to be? Um, I was aiming for like that three quarter half inch. Oh, okay. So it was a good size. So if it, it was three quarter stock, you could, you could draw that down to like half inch or maybe three eighths and give you some length. And then, then that would be your project. And then they were, they were going to, their, their intent was to handle them, but I gave them, I finished a couple, um, probably four or five and get, handed them off, but they haven't done too much with it. And I, I honestly am probably not going to make any more. I still have the steel here. I'm, I'm out the money of the steel, but I, it's a learning experience. It's is what it is. I mean, you ain't out the money of the steel. You still got the steel. I still so, got the steel. So yeah, that's just an investment in shop infrastructure, shop yeah. material. Yeah. Now, what am I going to do with? What is? I think it's three sixteen stainless. <laughs> cool shit. Later. Yeah. That's what I'll I say every time out. I buy a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the answer for the wife. What are you going to do yeah. with that? I'm going to make some. Make some cool. Yeah. Later. <laughs> yeah. Later. Not. Nothing right now. Yeah, I right now later. You can't pull out the mind your business. <laughs> yeah, I I tried it once. I didn't notice anything uh, different in the beer, but I have to try it on different beers. So, what you need to do is a hot dog quench. That's where you get the real flavor. That's <laughs> the... Yeah, I bet there's some flavor there. Yeah, but yeah, maybe if I bring it up to camp where everyone has different types of beers, it'll be different. It's fun to watch the beer foam up, though. Yeah. It's, it's something that's kind of interesting. You can't do it in like a full mug. You have to like put an inch or two in the bottom because it just foams right up. Huh. Supposedly in like a, a, a brown ale, it makes it sweeter and an IPA. It makes it more subtle or something. I don't know. I'm not a true beer connoisseur, so I don't, I I guess we're going to, I guess we're going to find out. I guess we're going to find out. And if anything, it's a nice little cattle branding item. Yeah. Yeah, just put a Maker Camp logo on the bottom of it, and we can just walk around and tag people. You know, <laughs> don't forget to put it backwards so it makes sense. When... <laughs> well, if if you keep it the right way, then only that person, when they look at it in the mirror, will be able to. See it. <laughs> Actually, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Get back. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'm doing laser, I'm like, wait, does this need to be backwards? I can't remember. On a laser, never right. Now, so for the uh, for the one that I have, when you do a rotary, you have to do it backwards. I don't know why. It's just the way it works. I don't think it's that way if you carry it over to Lightburn, but in the in the lasers software, you know, in yeah. the in in Chinesium software, you gotta <laughs> keep it backwards. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do much rotary work on my laser. Me neither. Going to tomorrow though. <laughs> I got to do a bunch of tumblers for Nick. So I'm, I'm keeping it fresh in my brain to flip the stupid logo so I don't ruin all these tumblers, or the first one at least. Yeah, those are the things that you have to text yourself so you look at your phone right before you start. But don't <laughs> open it or mark it unread. Yeah, I'm still the write it on the back of your hand kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that at work. The My gloves are always covered in all kinds of information. Yeah. All the people at work are like, why has this guy got serial killer notes on his gloves? <laughs> like, just full notes everywhere. 
Yeah. Everybody's names. <laughs> it's like addresses. that movie. Uh, <laughs> it's like that movie Memento. Did you ever watch that? Is that the guy who gets tattooed? Yeah, he tattoos like his whole thing yeah. on his Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. That was pretty good. He's trying to solve a murder, but he, like his memory's gone or something. I don't know. It's all yeah, I think he forgets every morning. Like whatever happened that day, he forgets whatever happened. So he would like tattoo it. So then he has to like refigure everything out every day. Yeah, and I think it was even more so than that because I remember in the bar scene, she hands a beer around, everybody spits in it, and she hands it to him. He doesn't remember because he he actually spit yeah, think, in the beer. I think it's only a few minutes. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of time. Oh. it's a weird it's a weird one, but I remember it being good. Whatever. It's been years ago now. <laughs> you and your serial killer notes on your gloves. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are you working on, Austin? What's your next big project? Oh, man. Big? I mean, I need to make my welding cart, but I've been needing to do that for like six months. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've been like avoiding any big projects until Maker Camp. I just, I don't want anything hanging over me right now. So even shooting videos, like I'm doing quick, quick turnout videos. I'm not doing like a big project video. Nothing that I have to film more than like three, three clips, you know? Yeah. I'm a one clip and post it kind of guy. Those are nice. If they work out it, uh, I don't care if it works out. <laughs> my dad will send me, he's like, Hey, I need you to get this down to a minute and a half. And he'll send me seven and a half minutes of video of him talking. And I'm like, how the hell do you want? Me? What, what kind of magic do you want me to turn seven minutes of you talking into a minute and a half? Like, so I'm like clipping. It's ridiculous. I'm like, can you just not talk that much to camera? But obviously what he's doing is working. So I should probably just listen to what he says. But Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 You should try that on your videos, Austin. Talking for seven and a half minutes. I'm sure they'll go great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> There was one where it looked like you tried to, where you were uh, talking about drawer organization. Oh, yeah. And you're like lean into the camera. And I was like, ah, I'm going to move on. <laughs> oh, what a fucking dick. <laughs> Have you met him? Yeah. I mean, yep. dude's, dude's been at your house twice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Or once. I mean, technically he wasn't in the house. He was sleeping in the van with Grant. No, Grant Ooh. was not in the van. I just, I, I'm just telling you what I heard. <laughs> there was no sleep Lord <laughs> That's worse You're not making it any better <laughs> so You got a podcast with one Drove down the high count You got something for Canadians I got a Yeah Not really Not really no, he, to he tolerates me at best Yeah I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is my specialty. Walking into an uncomfortable area. <laughs> this is what we're on my podcast. Christy's like, we got to turn. We got to turn. Let's go to something else. <laughs> uh, we we just let it run. There's no editing of this one. So Yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> I would ask you guys what you've been working on this week, but I know what Key's been working on because I saw it on Instagram five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did Tell uh, me, what are you working on? I, I have been working on my basement. 
we had hurricane or the remnants of hurricane lee come through town oh yeah and um i found a open drain in the stairwell to to my garage so my garage is elevated from the rest of the house and you go down into the basement at the bottom of those stairs there was a hole drilled into the into the foundation into the concrete that was just open and because we've had a very wet summer the groundwater level is pretty high and then with you know inches of rain per hour hitting us it started bubbling up through and started filling my basement which is not a big deal because my basement is completely like unfinished there's as you can see behind me there's some stud balls up but nothing uh too serious and yeah we had to uh i get a call when i was at the gym that uh water was coming in the basement which we started to have a few problems with it this summer because of the because of how high the water table is right now but this got worse uh we figured with our little 20 liter shop vac we pulled about a thousand liters out of the out of the uh basement what's that in freedoms yeah i don't know i don't know three gallons cut it by a third i guess 300 gallons yeah something like that it's a good amount of h2o yeah that had to be moved upstairs (laughs) (laughs) actually no by the by the time the rain hit a couple different times and we were able to get ahead of it and then when we did i ran to good old canadian tire got an extension for the uh for the shop vac so we were able to run it to put the shop vac up at grade level not down in the basement and then just pulled the water up sure so that worked out fine but yeah i found some uh oh i forget what the kind of cement it is and i did a wet mix <laughs> oh you didn't do a dry pour no i didn't do a dry pour <laughs> did you film it no no i was it was a lot of cursing and swearing and not 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 happiness but um yeah that seemed to work it was the type of concrete was it says it's specifically for like active water leaks it says it right in the in the instructions so and it uh it seemed to it's do a very good job tape of cement <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's turned into a little project for the garage now i'm gonna have to take those stairs out because they're the stringers are all kind of rotted on the bottom now because we didn't realize how much water was in there kind of hanging around so but we'll fix that up here probably next this weekend coming so it's just like a random hole that somebody drilled and didn't yeah close it's, up? it's perfectly round like it's drilled like somebody drilled it into the into the foundation and i think all they were trying to do was to give the water somewheres to go and there's really not a lot of water that comes in through my garage into those into those steps. Like it's like, like there's nothing that comes into that. But and then I think the th- reason they thought that it would be okay is my house is like probably 20 feet above the roadway, so I'm up on a hill a bit. But the, the trouble is, is there's a hill. There's more hill behind me, so everything runs down that hill down to the house. So then. It just builds up over time. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it just wasn't able to deal with it. So now, hopefully, it doesn't find another weak link in my foundation after I plug that hole. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, the joys of home ownership. But Sure. How big was the hole? Uh, inch and a quarter, give or take. Mm. 
It's a pretty good size, uh, pretty good size little hole. Yeah, it's almost like a core a core sample or something. Yeah, it looked it looked something like that. It was a pretty clean, looked like it was drilled pretty cleanly. I mean, but it probably been there for twenty plus years. We've been in the house for eight and a half, so it's uh, yeah, it's been there this whole time. <laughs> Hmm. but yeah that's uh that was my my weekend and now i'm in the in the shutdown schedule so my schedule's all screwed up so i started starting every week a day early so kind of throws off the home home schedule a little bit but shutdowns are fun so i'll take it what's fun about a shutdown uh just interesting you get to see things you don't normally see you go into vessels you don't normally get to see it's that kind of stuff so so just it's Just great a for, different view. Yeah, it's great for a gear junkie. I I like that stuff. Be able to see what the equipment we use every day, kind of get to understand the internals of it more and more. That's cool. What about you, Keith? What's uh what's up with that box? How'd the finish turn out? I just did the case so far. Um then I had to come down here to record, so I still have to do the drawers, but it's turning out good so far. Is the finish that you put on, is it also a stain? Because it was like, it made it like yeah. so dark. It, yeah. Yeah. It's got a little color in it. So. Yeah. I was wondering because I was like, man, that looks really, really dark. But then once you kind of wiped it off, it just, oh, really, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I was like, man, I thought you were doing yeah, like, what's I'm that? Almost uh, black. Yeah. yeah. Like India ink. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's called English, I think, is the color. Okay. Um, and it's, it's it's actually a very light color. Like if you put it on like a lighter wood, it's not that dark. But it it really brings out the dark richness of the uh, walnut. So right. And what's the deal with you were using like some little like an applicator I, or something like in swir- swir- swirlies? Yeah, I use a um, it's a white Scotch Brite pad. Oh okay. So I swirl it on with that to get it in all the grain, and then I buff it off with like a like a lint free cloth, I guess. Yeah, look good. All your joints look good. Finger joints or box joints, whatever this. I don't know what okay. those are called. Box joints or box. finger joints. Yep. They're both the same thing. Thank you. <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's turning out real good now. I was worried there for a while that I wasn't gonna get it to work right, but uh, I should be uh I should have all the finish on at, at least the first coat either tonight when we're done here or uh tomorrow. Do you have to do anything like on the inside of the carcass? I did that already. Yeah. Same stuff. Yeah. I finished the inside. I thought about doing it before I glued it up and then I was like, nah, I'll just reach into it. And I wish I had finished the interior pieces before I glued it up. Um, I did do it before I put the back on. Oh yeah. That makes it easier. Uh, yeah. Just so I could go in from both sides, but I like um, it too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but throw me off my train of thought every time uh yeah so i did the inside and and i'm making a couple of these boxes and on the next one i'm gonna pre-finish it before i i I glue it up because that's just um a pain in the ass sure so yeah that's cool are you gonna go with the felt or no felt for the drawers still yet to be determined i haven't even ordered felt yet and uh I was thinking I was going to be closer to the deadline to finish it, but now that I have some time, I may order some felt. And the trouble I have is what color felt do I get? Like, do I go with the standard green? Do I go red? Do I go black? Red or green? Do I go with a blue? (laughs) 
So that and I could screw it up when I do the felt. You know, like ah, uh, nah. I mean, I you just have to sand it or something. Yeah, I don't think I would. Are both boxes the, the drawers the, the same? Yeah. Yeah. So if you totally screw one up, you could pivot to the next set of drawers. <laughs> well, yeah, but I made the fit and finish on like the final fit and finish to fit perfectly in this box. Right. So the drawers don't have faces. They they're it's all the construction is the face. Correct. Yeah. If a drawer had a face, like if I was going to do this again, I would do drawer faces and not the way I did this box. Right. Um, so yeah, there's that, but, uh, yeah, it's turning out good. And then I could do all the hardware yet. I got to put that on and, uh, possibly felt probably felt I'm leaning towards felt. So look good. I think, I think it would look good with the felt, but I'm drawn towards machinist boxes with felt in them. So, yeah, I think the felt is going to make it like classic. It'd be sick if you could laser your logo on the felt. Everyone wants to laser everything these days. <laughs> Absolutely everything needs no, to be lasered. I just logo everything. I don't care how you put the logo. You can screen print it if you want. Well, Oh, you know uh, what you could do? You could do one of those uh, heat vinyls on there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> could do that. It's a good thing you mentioned that because I wanted to laser my logo on the bottom of a drawer. Right. And I didn't do that yet. And I was about to finish it. So Probably should do that real quick. <laughs> Should probably laser my logo into the bottom of that. But um, Dean, your podcast mate, uh, he did uh, lasered um, brass with my logo on it. Right. Like a tag. Yeah, like a tag. And the, I mean, it came out great, and I want to put it on the box somewhere, but um, I, I have a great debate of putting it on the drawer face. Like, I, I just don't, I don't know. What about on the back of the box? Just. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just. Right on the back of the box. It is a little weird. Like even I just said it, but even that, you know, cause you're giving it to somebody, you don't want it to be like NASCAR out. Like it's your, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of torn as to where to put that. And they came out great. And I just don't know. I don't know where to put it on the box. Right. So I don't know. I mean, if it was small, I wouldn't, you know, mind putting it on the front but i think one that you have is pretty decent size so it might be better to be on the back well it's like whether it's decent size or not he he gave me a one inch one and a three quarter inch one and i'm thinking about using the three quarter inch one but the drawer face the biggest drawer face is only two inches so it looks big on the box right even though it's mm -hmm. only three quarters of an inch tall right so i don't know what to do i mean Let's see if it's you use the three quarter one. If you don't want it to be, you could either put it on the back or you could even put it on the back of the inside, like the top drawer. So when you pull the top drawer up, like the back of the drawer has the tag on it, you know, so you don't see it until the drawers at like full extension. Yeah. But then is it even, will it ever be seen once somebody puts something in that drawer? I don't know. I just think it'd be cool. I'd hide them everywhere, put them in every drawer. <laughs> I, I've actually thought about putting it on the side of the box, like on the lower right side. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Are you putting handles on the ends of the box, like lift handles? Nope. No lift handles. Yeah. It's not like, so if, if you don't know, I'm making a Gershner style toolbox. Gershner's are these machinist 
style toolboxes and they have like a lift up top, which I can't stand because it's either perpetually open or perpetually closed. They're useless. So I got rid of that. Right. Because I can't stand that on any of my toolboxes with drawers. And they also have, what do you call that front panel that goes in front of all the drawers? I think it's just the uh, locking panel. Yeah. It's like a locking panel. And then they put handles on the two sides and those are for, if you're carrying it around. Yeah. I think it's a journeyman machinist. Uh, yeah. toolbox that has the handles yeah i never understood why somebody would want that um i guess because you can lock it up with right the gershners have a lock on it and everything but yeah there's only one gershner key for all gershner toolboxes so that's useless i don't think so i think there's four different keys okay so. there's four keys <laughs> yeah for the thousands of boxes they have out there so i got rid of the um uh I got rid of the front panel and I got rid of the open top and I just did the drawers. Right. So that's what I made. So I, I, I don't feel that if I can't lock in the drawers with why have handles on it. So I decided against the handles. Sure. And for the same reason, I didn't put all the protective corners on that Gershner's have. I didn't feel I needed that either. So yeah, it's going to go to a maker. So it's not going to go to like a journeyman machinist. Right. Right. chances of it going to one of those guys uh it's it's going to go to somebody who has some small tools and they're going to put it in their shop and just keep their small tools in it or you don't know it could be used as a jewelry box maybe but whatever it's going to be used for it's not going to move around so i don't need the handles yeah i wouldn't even if i had one of those gerstners i wouldn't use that panel like why you know i'm not in a shop where somebody's going to, st- well, that's not true. Cause my dad takes my shit all the time, but maybe I do need one. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I'm like, where's my damn calibers. He's like, Oh, they're over there by my lathe. I'm like, yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't know where to put this tag. It's the great debate at the moment. Most machinist boxes have like, it would be on the felt, wouldn't it? Like when they're trying to advertise, they put it on the felt on the bottom. Normally it's the top lid has a tag inside and then it has a mirror right in the middle, like a diamond shaped mirror on the top of the lid or on the underside of the lid when it pops up on the, on the Gershner I have, it doesn't have any tags for Gershner, but all the buckles are branded Gershner or Gershner or whatever it's called. Yeah. So, so they put like a little engraving on each one of the like snaps for the top and the lock. Um, but there's no like tag inside, like even on that open thing with the diamond mirror, there's no tag in there that says Gershner. Even on the bottom of one of the drawers? Because I thought they marked those too. I didn't no. No. Because huh. the one I have has got the metal drawer bottoms. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's all metal drawer bottoms with felt on the I'm sure they did it, you know, over the because what they've been making them for like hundred and fifty years or something yeah. like that. So I'm yeah. sure they've, you know, cycled through different right styles and whatever over the years. I don't ever remember them seeing any of them made out of any other wood than like a light wood, but now they do like, they'll do whatever you want. And they even yeah. sell like the kits. Like you can buy a full kit to make your own, all the hardware, the wood, the felt, the whole yeah. deal. I will say after making one, I understand why Gerstner charges what they charge. Yeah. It's a <laughs> lot of work. It's a lot of work. When did I start this thing, Tony? June? Yeah, you've been at it a while. So... If you would have just quit fucking it up, it would have been done, you know? Yeah. 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 This is technically my fourth one, but, um, no third one, but, uh, 
Yeah. So much I, better than four. <laughs> yeah. I also haven't been working on it every day or, you know, you know there's been weeks in between. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, at least you haven't been putting in as much time for your maker swap as Tony's been putting in. He's been putting massive hours into his maker swap items. I've, I know. It's unreal. I can't believe it's still working. Massive amounts of content around it. It's like this. It's, it's you know, it's pretty inspiring. I, building a frenzy. That's what there's been so much content on it. I almost just quit Instagram because I couldn't take it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, you know, 90% of the work is like the build up to picking up the steel. So well, after he's already overcome done, that that's hurdle. Done. That's yeah, done. you're 90% done. Yeah. No, I, uh, well, this weekend was rough. So we'll, uh, we'll be trying to get it. Well, we've only got three weeks. <laughs> I was talking two to, weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the time. Oh, geez, it is. <laughs> Man, I am getting on. <laughs> there, there are. I mean, that this releases on the twentieth. There's only two more Wednesdays before camp. Holy, that's sneaking up on me, walk. <laughs> So anyway, Tony will not be participating in this one. I will be, yeah. Well, I'll be there taking tickets, giving out tickets and passing all questions to uh, Keith. Oh, yeah. As the makeshift boys instructed that I should. <laughs> so hey it's there, like, buddy. you come up to the table and you get the paperwork, fill it all out, turn in your item, give Keith and then leave. That's the technique for the maker swap? Yeah. He kind of appreciates the with the little bum squeeze too, right? With the what? The with bum little squeeze. bum squeeze. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm the best. Don't touch is, me. I don't like to be touched. Well, that's why I'm just upping it because when you're dropping it off, now have a snack that you're eating. Have a oh. snack. Oh, God. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh man, chewing gum, blowing bubbles. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Whatever I'm you get, got. Yeah. I'm getting work. I'm not going to camp this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. I get some peanuts or almonds or Stop. something. Stop! Stop! Yeah, this is a bunch <laughs> of trail mix up there. Just <laughs> be like Keith's feeding trough. Oh yeah, just yeah. That'd be. Oh, that'd be priceless. Well, it's priceless right now. It's pretty funny to see the look on his face. <laughs> yeah so uh the paperwork you gotta fill out's easy it's like name instagram handle credit card number credit card number address mother's maiden name social right. security number top three uh, security questions mm-hmm. answers um yeah thumbprint but yeah it's pretty easy so <laughs> uh last year we were having people uh do their own ahead of time but it didn't work out there was some tomfoolery around, and uh, we're not doing that this year. Sure. Yeah, you got to get it streamlined because wasn't like 150 last year. So maybe maybe 150 to 200 this year, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, I know some people are not doing it, you know, but some people are. So. Yeah. And yeah, I think the more people that you see using the hashtag, building up to it, you'll get some people that are like, oh, I should really do this. Yeah, I every year it's always quiet until like probably like probably this week is when you're really gonna start to see right 
I mean, it's good that you guys as hosts have been working on them for weeks. So everybody knows it's like, it's not like you put it off to the last minute or anything. (laughs) Well, one of us did and one of us didn't. I was was going to call you out. I'm going to go on my thing now and see when I started to post about it. Or I think you were working on it though for a while before you did your first post, I think. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go too early, it's like. um, Oh, he's cutting wood. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My first post was June 8th. Okay. So that's pretty early. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel feel like this year we've done a a bit better job in, in pushing or at least getting it out there a bit more. Um, it's, it's one thing we, we gotta, we gotta be better at. <laughs> yeah. We were on the, on our podcast, uh, pushing it a little bit too, trying to get people motivated. Dean was yelling at people a little bit to, you know, bring your a game kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's good. Game. That's key. We've heard it. We've heard it on a, quite a few podcasts out there. So it's, it's good to hear. And hopefully it, uh, turns into a, a good response. Or Definitely. Good I hope that message is received. You know, I don't want, um, I don't want somebody watching for the past few months, what Tony's been making and say, Oh, I'm just going to throw something in and hopes I can get that. You know what I mean? Right. Like I want them to put in a little effort too, you know? So at least half as much effort as Tony's done would be a- half, half as much as what Tony's done would yeah. be cool. But one thing I don't get about it. And maybe you can like feed into the psyche here, but, why do some people are like, oh, yeah, I'm working on my thing. I've been working on it for a while. But then they don't post about it. Like, um, I think. Or or they only post in their stories. Are people protecting their Instagram account? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't protect mine, but mine's garbage. <laughs> so uh, I think that a lot of people get the the safety net of stories as it disappears after 24 hours. So they're not like, you know. I don't know. There's a bunch of pussies out there. What do you want me to say, Keith? (laughs) Everybody's a fucking piece of shit. No, I was just wondering if maybe you had any insight into why people didn't post it. Not not that I care if they do or not. I just, it's just weird to me. Like like, to me, Instagram is just a dumping ground of what I'm making in the shop. Sometimes I'll post stuff. Sometimes I won't. Like I'm not a influencer such as yourself. So I don't know what. Yeah. But I mean, like mine's on there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yours also ties into what you make. So sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're afraid of not putting out like a lot of people don't do videos until it's like the whole process. Like they do only a build video, you know, like start That's to finish. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'll, I'll do partials or whatever. Um, I don't know when people do like a super curated page, I'm like, that looks great, but I, there ain't no, my life is a fucking mess. I'm not doing there ain't nothing going to be that clean around here. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus it's weird. Like, you know, I, I like pushing Instagram. Sure. Everybody wants to put out the best version of themselves or whatever, but at a certain point, like you just got to be real and, you know, be true to your, your thing. Like, so when you have those super polished pages, I'm like, yeah, this is all fake bullshit. Like I'd rather you yeah. just have a real page where I could see what you're doing. If you fuck something up, show it, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the honesty side of that. Like to me, that's I guess that's what I get out of what you were saying is just just be honest with what you're putting out there. Yeah, I have a like obviously I just do like the quick reels, but I do have a reel building in the background on my phone and uh, in my InShot app or whatever, and it's gonna be like 
the pile of mistakes I made <laughs> over right. this box. So it's just a huge pile of uh, walnut firewood. Tony has the scrap pile of steel out back. <laughs> it might it might turn into that. I got a couple ideas, and if they don't pan out, it's it's not going to go well. But so, what are you, are you thinking? Like a three, like one of those three piece sets, like the the shovel, the all that kind of deal. No, so it's the, it's, um, well, it's three piece, but it's the stand, just the stand. So the, the two uprights and then the cross piece, okay. which then you can also then turn into a tripod if that's what you need. So it can either be like a spit or a tripod. And then you can, well, I'm, I'm planning on making uh, some hook links for like chain link. Oh, I thought yeah. you were making like a fireplace set. No. No, it's like a it's like oh. a, camp, a camp like cook set. Gotcha. Or, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like the three with the three bars with the loops at the top, right? Where you yeah. So two of the two of the bars are gonna have um, like a half circle with a, and then the one is gonna be a full loop, and that's the one that kind of ties everything together when it's a tripod. Sure. And then the the one with the loop will be round bar. So that's the spit. Like if you wanted to actually put something on it and spin it. And then the other ones are square bar. So they're going to be a little bit more, a little bit more robust. So you can drive them in the ground if you, if you require. Nice. So it's, it's, it's going to be relatively simple, but I want to make it really clean. So, uh, right now it's just, it's not so simple. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I just need to get out in the shop, but, um, it's all half inch, half inch round bar and half inch uh, square bar. So it's all, you know, once I get working on it, it'll be fairly quick to work with. It's not that hard to work half inch round with a hammer. So, or sure. half inch anything with a hammer. Um, yeah, right now I'm just trying to figure out in my head what to do. I want to put a little finial on the end of the loop or the half loop that the spit will sit in. Right. Out of the square bar. And I'm just trying to think of something that'll be simple but you know clean i guess so i don't know it'll come to me how tall are the upper like the 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 top bars so they're five so i gotta cut in five foot lengths so that's what i'm making everything out of is a five foot length so okay perfect for a carry-on on the plane yeah i've already said that if uh if someone gets it and they need it shipped i'll ship it so that's cool um I think yeah. we have quite a few large items coming. You're yes. talking about the people coming or no? Oh, <laughs> for the swap. No, like Tony's is going to be large. Yeah. Mine's not small, but it's not large. And then Austin mentioned there's a how many pound box, Tony? 60. A 60 Six pound box. Zero. <laughs> that somebody's already shipping. And then who was it? That, that one guy who's making the maker sign, Scott. Oh, yeah. The maker sign. Crabtree, yeah, yep. he, he he said that's going to be like four foot tall. It's big. It's on his Instagram big. right now. Yeah, it's pretty big. Oh, wow. It looks awesome though. It does look awesome. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's that's perfect for a carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I like the fact that we got rid of that limitation. You know, like yeah, I mean, it it, it makes it so people can do cool shit. You know, yeah. I think there's enough people driving too that there's a good chance that somebody that could take it home will will win it. Yeah. Or there's always the 
white elephant aspect if you want to trade your item for something, you know? Sure. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting. The other thing I've been working on is my tattooed workbench. Because oh, yeah. Of Austin. That's coming along pretty good. I kind of stopped doing it because of uh, the swap item. I just wanted to get it done, but I got to get back to it. I need more good, ideas. Good practice for you for your yeah. lasering on the bottom of the, the drawer. Yeah, considering I have that laser and I never use it. So this was the perfect way to get to use it. So it's coming along pretty good. That's cool. Tony's looking at me like I'm crazy. No. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? We just faded darkness. <laughs> I thought Tony was doing something. I was waiting. I think he's doing what... his taxes. He's just been fucking looking down. What are you doing, Tony? <laughs> Is it Canadian tax season? No. They do that in the fall. Taxes. He's definitely reading his, or he's watching reels on Instagram. No, my, my phone's not. I can see my phone, but it's it's the black screen right now, so. No, tax season for us is March, April. That right, area. That's enough. Ta- that's it. Yeah. I, I have a podcast with Christy. I don't need any more tax talk. I just was <laughs> hey, making a joke. You brought it up. That's one joke. Let, let it slide. I don't know. He's filing papers. Anyway, Christy's running that new tax thing. What's up? <laughs> Tony's over there filing. I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing down there? Filing papers? I got a, there, there's a pile of books because of the water that we had here sitting beside me, and it's annoying me. So every now and again, I'm grabbing a grabbing a piece of paper, something he's literally it filing. totally <laughs> looks like you're doing taxes like that's oh it. man yeah this is all he's filling this, out tps reports and, right it's all blacksmith stuff actually you know we're putting a cover sheet on those now tony what who what's a cover sheet on the tps reports oh you yes. didn't get the memo no i didn't get that memo well, only a few people will get that reference i think most people just old people memo. just old people yeah well, that's our demographic. Yeah, true. Middle-aged guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bearded, minus Tony. Yeah, because of my work. The uh, Since you're already going through your paperwork there, Tony, how about we thank our patrons? Oh, I just put my keyboard on top of that. <laughs> well, how is that the file cabinet? I'm a little out of sorts because I'm standing at my desk for some reason tonight, and I don't know why I did. But anyway, we'll start with the... Huge annoyance himself of Corey of Odyssey CNC, <laughs> oh, Christy man. of Twisted Twine, Annette of 513 Woodworks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beck with Makes, NB Woodfinery, and then our top tier we have Eastpoke Studios, Danelle Smith Christian, Brian Drennan, Lawrence at MaritimeNiceSupply.com, Ed Johns at ButtJoints.com. Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, Vincent Ferrari of Digitally Creative, Brian Housewort of Workfort Podcast, Artigino Sorio, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wido Works, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations, Brian of Gnome Hammer Forge, David of DW Wood Builds, and Matt of First Do Construction. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. It's fantastic. All right. So is the last segment where i get to rant about people not making bullshit ass items <laughs> this is your podcast whatever you want to do <laughs> well, i don't want to come across mean it's up to you no i'm good i just, just don't make a bullshit ass item people yeah. <laughs> we hope not. We'll here's the that. technique just so everybody knows this is what i would do this is my advice for the group before you turn your shit in peruse the table 
and make sure that you're in the realm of where you should be. <laughs> right? That's the safe way. That's, that's a good option to do. Yeah. yeah, walk up there, see if your stuff looks like garbage. If it is, Keith will have a garbage pail at the end of the table. File it there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Where's the maker burn pile? We'll put it in that. That's what you can do. Just when somebody comes up with a piece of shit, hand them the maker burn location. Like it goes right over there. <laughs> no, they're not doing that. This Tell year, Austin so. we're doing a smaller maker burn. We just need one burn barrel. <laughs> just go to the blacksmith tent. Yeah, just drag that one over there and just dump some coals in it. Let it go. <laughs> oh man. I will say, uh, I know this is this is your first year. Ninety nine percent of what shows up is awesome. Yeah, I'm just giving people a hard time. Yeah, yeah, I get it. People are like, this guy's a prick. He wasn't nearly this much of a prick when Chad was on here. That's because Chad held me back. Okay, let's just say that too. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't heard from Chad in a while. I wonder if he's going to Maker Camp. He probably drowned from that toilet. Oh yeah. That epoxy toilet. No, he said that's still holding up. I bet you Chris wishes he epoxied his toilet now where he's at. (laughs) Yeah, Chad Chad did respond to that in the makeshift. uh, Yeah, he did. Yeah, Yeah, he said, he's like, see, see what I mean? (laughs) It's exactly what I was talking about, guys. Yeah, I mean, he ain't wrong. He's not wrong. Dude, when Chris's foot went through the floor, (laughs) I wanted to ask him if that was planned, like if he felt that it was kind of easy going or if it was a total mistake so i did i, I called i was like I, re- I immediately messaged him i was like that it was a bullshit ass video there's no way you did that he's like he's like no i turned around to walk back to make sure the camera was on and he's like i admit i thought the stud was right there because he's like i knew the floor was soft he's like but i missed like misstepped i thought the stud was there and the stud was not there and that's why oh, he ended man. up going through oh He's like, you can tell that I was scared because I yanked my foot back out of the crawl space because who knows what's down there, you know? <laughs> it's like icky, icky toes. <laughs> oh. The boogeyman's down there. Chris. That's right. The boogeyman. I suppose you you wouldn't know what you'd have down there. There'd be some. Yeah. They, they have, I know uh, what he's got in there raccoons and shit. That's what he was fighting all summer long. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be possible for him to have like any kind of snakes down there, like poisonous? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. it, in South Carolina, they definitely got moccasins and copperheads and maybe rattlers. I'm not sure. I just saw on my phone that um, Charleston got blasted with rain today. Yeah, he was saying that it was sidewalks like, and stuff. I got a notification like here a in Jersey on the Weather Channel app, so it must have been pretty bad. <laughs> Didn't hear about my rain. <laughs> no, well, you're in a different country. Oh, okay. Just don't care about me anymore. That's what I see. <laughs> well, I knew you were okay because I still got about thirty reels a day from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I didn't have to put out the beacon just yet. Yeah, yeah. The reels, the reels keep coming. I'm, I'm safe. I don't you have were to on mark clubhouse quite have, a bit this weekend. I don't have to mark myself safe. I just send out reels. Yeah. All right. What do you think? We go on over to the after show and we hear what this work thing was. Oh, God. <laughs> sure. 
Any parting words before we head out, Tony? Nada. Austin? Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for our group at Maker Camp. Oh, don't touch me. The, um... <laughs> Remember the extra squeeze. You gotta, you gotta. The problem is if you don't it just succumb to the, you get from the me coming up and you from the back, which is just more awkward. So I, 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 <laughs> you got him. You got him. Just send me twenty bucks, and then I won't. You. I can be bought. It's nothing to do with you. It's the problem is it, <laughs> it won't be just you. <laughs> is it won't be just you? That that's, it's it's I, I'm I, I'm sweating over here right now just thinking about it. Like it's not cool for me. I. I it, it comes to a point where like I really can't stand it and then and then I'm gonna be aggravated and then somebody is gonna catch a fist and it's probably <laughs> it's probably not even somebody who knows the joke it, it, that you guys have and then it, <laughs> th- there's absolutely no benefit for me in this and I it's it's it, it's <laughs> all right here's I, I should just stay home is what <laughs> is what's happening. I, I should just not go to maker camp. We'll just Tony will keep it supervised. We won't let more than one every fifteen minutes. <laughs> That's too many. Too many. It's too many. One every every He's fifteen days settled. is too many. He's gonna get settled down from one and then just have another one roll in. Anyway, oh, if you want to find good. Austin and harass him, you can find him at High Caliber Craftsman Builds or High Caliber Craftsman. You can also find him on the Making Our Way podcast. Uh, if you want to find Tony, he's at Woodland Iron. I'm at Blackthorn Concepts. Both of us can be found at Working Hands Podcast on Instagram. There's a TikTok, Working Hands 3. And uh, if you want to rate and review the show, we would greatly appreciate it. Five stars, even more appreciated. Uh, but more importantly, if you share our show with all your friends, that would be the best. And Make them share it with their friends and so on. That would be awesome. If you write a review, that would be epic. And um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Later.